Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to Perspective Transformation. Excited to have you guys with us here this week. We have a wonderful guest and we're excited to get going today on being a complete Christian communicator and the One More Child Book Relate. And our guest today is Felice Gerwitz. She is the author of the new book, One More Child, and during this hour with Felice, we're going to discuss her new book, plus the realities of being a wife, mom, and complete Christian communicator, including the power of a mission statement, how to ID your target audience, how to convey messages that work, the secret to communication that makes an impact, the one thing that changes everything, where to begin when you're planning your end, and how to have faith, plus more. Felice and her podcast network and her new book are all available to you over at MediaAngels.com or her other website, ultimatechristianpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to you, Felice. So great to have you here today. Hey, thank you so much, Marnie. It is a delight. I love talking to you on a good day, and this is always so special to talk about um, something close to my heart. Yeah, well, it's great to have you here, and we always we always have more to talk about than we have time. So, <laughs> it's, Right. It's yeah, it's good to it's good to narrow our focus a little, although we have a lot to cover today. So first, you guys, I want to introduce you to Felisa's new book called One More Child. And I just love this book. I love the cover. It's just got this darling baby picture on the cover. But this is what Kathy Duffy said about the book. One More Child tells an amazing and convincing, convicting story of how one couple wrestled with limiting the number of children they would have. But it's really a story about spiritual growth in both faith and trust in God. And that's what I really, I loved the book and the layout goes through, um, goes through like the nine, the nine chapters are like the nine months of pregnancy. It's just a really great book. It talks about how you and uh, your husband, Jeff Felice, were thinking maybe to be done having kids and how, right. and how God really changed your heart about that. And I know that when you talked to me about it, when it was in the writing stages, this was a really personal story that took a lot of courage to write. Oh, it did. It really did. And I think that's why I told people that I was, you know, felt that, like, I trust you, Marnie, that you would say, whoa, 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 <laughs> really pray about this. Um, and so I approached friends that I, you know, knew would tell me the truth. And Everyone was so supportive, and I told people because um, any of you thinking of writing a book, it's a great way to get your book out there because you have people who are who will see you and say, "When's that book coming out that you were telling me about?" <laughs> right, to put it so down it, and get it, it out there, yeah. Right. So it 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 was, um, and, and it was difficult to write um, because you know for me I felt like we had made a mistake and. Um, you know, our subsequent story is that we had two and then we had three more. And then to write this book and actually have it come out, I basically had to tell my last three children, uh, you wouldn't be here if dad and I hadn't changed our mind. So um, they were really gracious. Our family's a very close, fun-loving family. And, uh, and so, you know, they weren't appalled or, you know, like all the things we think <laughs> right. might happen they were really supportive of me uh, coming out with the book. So, so yeah, yeah, it's been great. Oh, there was another, great. another piece that you, you know, so first of all, you want to, you know, make sure that it's a good book to write for you and the right time to write it. Then second of all, if you're mentioning anybody else in the book, you might want to just run it by them <laughs> before you publish. Right. <laughs> right. Like the kids, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, we're yeah, doing I a mean, big promotion now, so it's available on Amazon. And um, if you um, want some of the freebies that go with it, you know, head over to Amazon and and or you can go to actually MediaAngels.com. We'll give you more information. And we're always probably going to have some kind of promo with that book because, um, you know, it 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 wrote it took a different segue. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, Marnie. You start out with one focus. You know, I felt like the Lord wanted me to 
tell a specific story, but then more and more came out. And I, my big goal was in keeping it very short. And that's a very difficult thing for me. I always say I can't even write my name or, you know, people will say, you know, tell me about yourself in like the elevator pitch, 30 seconds. I'm like, I can't even tell you my name in 30 seconds. But, um, but that was my goal it was to keep it very brief and short and just hit the highlights. And, um, and so, yeah, it's been a blessing to have, have that project completed and out there. Yeah. And which number of book is this for you personally? I believe number 19. <laughs> 19th yeah. <book. laughs> Plus you've helped, you've helped a lot of people get their books published to uh, Media Angels yeah, with a publishing company. I have. And yeah. So uh, Lisa's a great person to get to know if you have a book idea or um, if you're interested. Actually, we're going to talk next about being a complete Christian communicator and Felice uh, is a great person to know because Felice, you are an author, you're a speaker, you're a podcaster, you own a podcast network. Um, in other ways, you uh, obviously you are an editor and publisher as well. Uh, what in other ways? Uh, are there other ways that you're a communicator besides those ways? Other, of course, you're a homeschool teacher. Now you're a homeschool grandma. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a homeschool graduate. I, I always say I graduated from homeschooling. I'm I'm completed my journey, but I get to play with my grandkids. That's basically it. I I yeah. do have a blog. I'm an occasional blogger, um, but you know have several podcasts. That is my main way to communicate. It, it's easier for me, um, you know, to pick up a microphone and record something. Um, you know, then put out a blog post, actually. I, I feel that that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's easier for me. Yeah, I'm just doing yeah. right now, I'm doing with um, members of uh, Marty.com, I'm doing a pro series called How to Public, um, pro, pub, let's see, Publicize, what is the name of it? Now I lost it and promote. I how produce, love there we you. go, how to produce, yeah. produce, <laughs> produce and promote. I got all those Ds going on, how to produce and promote like a pro. And um, one of the one of the things in there is your is your publicity personality, and what you said right there is so true. All of us have, you know, we kind of have ways that God has just built into us. Like for you, it's easier for you to do a short podcast or a podcast message mm-hmm. than it is for you to do a blog. And for somebody else, right. they'd be like, "Don't make me talk on the radio, please, please, please. Just have, let me give me a piece of paper or a, a typewriter." So right, um, all right. of us have our own, all of us have our own methods and that goes across the board for every which way there's God has already built in you the best way for you to do marketing and your job is to discover it and then to delight in it, which I think is really cool. The other thing that you have to know how to do as a complete Christian communicator, which is a communicator that's juggling more than one ball or wearing more than one hat in communication is um, understand how to do mission and vision statements. And what I do in that program is to explain how to do it per program, which I think is really important. It's important for us to know our mission and vision overall, like our life one. But then mm-hmm. I have found it really valuable to understand mission, uh, especially mission, but also vision inside of each major, uh, like for your book or for mm-hmm. your podcast. Right. Or whatever you know to have these lined out so tell us what your thoughts are on mission I mean what how do you use it and what have you found it to be well I love that you have a course for that because I think that's important especially if people have not done it before but you know there's for a mission statement a lot of times organizations have them and I started applying that idea to my business but then also to, you know, like you said, the books that I wrote. Um, but then I went deeper and I even applied it to my family life. Like for our family, our mission statement is, you know, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know, I'm butchering that exact scripture depending on what, you know, what uh, version you're using. But like we have a plaque up on our, uh, over um, our central water cooler place in our house, and that's our mission statement. So you can do that um, with your, you know, whatever your life purpose is, and then build on that. You know, and the, the main thing for me is, you know, what is the reason you do what you do? And to be clear and concise, write right. it down, you know, put it on the wall. You know, a lot of people like to do the vision boards. 
you don't have to get, you know, that crazy if, if that's not something that comes easily for you. You know, um, there used to be a program I would use that um, I would call it brain dumping, and it was a visualization. Uh, now I use Trello, which is a great, it's a free program that's out there. It's Trello.com. And you, it can, it creates these little boards for you if you, and that way you can put down the the, the things. And, and Marnie, your program probably goes into this in detail. But the things that are important to you, um, and then what you want to convey to others. You know, the reason I wrote my books was always to point to the Lord to give God all the glory. Well, He doesn't really need me to give Him any glory because He's glorious, and nothing I do is going to change Him. But it also helps, you know, to um, center us, especially, you know, when we, and as in, you know, we communicate, when we say things like, you know, praise the Lord, and you get used to saying that, and sometimes you might say it in the middle of, you know, a grocery store when somebody's helping you find something, and they kind of look at you a little strange. But that's, you know, when, when you know that your mission statement is infused in the center of who you are, um, then all your it, it just will flow. So each each project is going to have a little bit of a different you know sway, um, as you said you know with your vision, which is going to bring us into um, you know IDing your audience as well. Right, and what what I really love about a mission statement, a clear mission statement, is that it's going to help you identify when to say yes and when to say no. Of course, God can always override mm-hmm. it and say, in this situation, I want you to say yes, even though it doesn't match your mission. But for me, um, God just gave me my mission. <laughs> in, in, when I was in my early 30s, I was just working around the house, and God gave me my three words, and I wrote them down, my three phrases. I wrote them down. I didn't even know what they were until later. I took mission vision training, and I was like, oh, my goodness, God just gave me my my mission in life. And, and it was just to encourage women to provide them with practical help to turn their thoughts toward Jesus. And that's all I knew at the time was I had these words and they were important somehow. But later I was, that was my mission statement. And so what happened then is that after I understood that, then I could hold this, uh, this opportunity up and say, okay, is this, does this line up with why I'm here on earth? Does this, you know, this mm-hmm. thing that I'm being asked to do. And if it did, I would seriously consider it. If it didn't, unless God was really tugging at my heart, I already knew right in that moment that no, that wouldn't be what I was supposed to do. And it kind of helps with each project too, to do it per project or per like program podcast uh, mm-hmm. series or whatever it is. Because once again, it narrows the big focus of everything you could include in this down to the specific things you could include. And so that's where we want to get into next, this target audience idea, because honestly, you can't, um, you can't just talk to everybody. It's not going to work. Right. Right. And that was the thing I learned, too, when I started working with people. Um, it was difficult to get my first book out there um, at, back in the 1990s because, the there was no d- digital, you know, it was all print and it was print runs, you know, starting at four or 500 a book and a lot of money and expense. And, um, you know, just hiring a graphic artist was, I remember paying $300 for one rock that was on one of my novels, <laughs> just yeah. permission to use that rock, you know, um, and there were th- different yeah. components in the book. Funny how what we remember. But then I started in the late 90s, once I got, you know, my sea legs under me, um, working with other authors, because my promise to the Lord was, Lord, everyone that I approached that had books, they were just too busy to help me. You know, it wasn't that they didn't want to, they just didn't have the time. And I said to the Lord, you know, if you help me get this going, Lord, it was one of those fleets before the Lord's you know, I, I promised to help people. So then I was helping a lot of people. And what I kept hearing was, um, oh, this book, because that was one of the first questions. What is your target audience? Oh, it's for everyone. And I would say, it, it, okay, so like, who were you thinking about? And so we'd have to bring them down to, you know, everyone who, you know, does X, Y, and Z. It really wasn't for everyone. You know, um, so when you, when you, if you think that, you know, this, this would fit everybody, then you know that that should give you pause to say, no, it's not going to be for everyone. 
I've had to speak to the quote unquote everyone audiences. Um, I did a couple of presentations for several years in a row. There are some literary guilds here in town of just authors that get together and they asked me to speak to their group. So I was going to have young people, old people, um, you know, but the, the common theme was somebody either wrote a book or wanted to write a book. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. while I couldn't, you know, some of the things I, I, I was going to, they wanted me to talk about social media. And so um, I brought in some of the things, but I could see some people were deer in the headlight. So I realized the next time I was going to speak to this group that my demographics was probably going to be older. And so instead of saying, oh, you need this, this, and this, I could say to them, you know, um, a press release works, you know, things that would be more appealing to them. So that's the difference between, you know, just saying that it's going to, you know, go to everyone. The other thing is you might also, this help, this helps my podcasters. So I have podcasters on my ultimate Christian podcast network. And one particular podcaster had the most difficult time starting her podcast and it's wonderful. And, and she would say, you know, I, I'm used to speaking to an audience. It's very difficult. So I would say picture a person and when she sent me her demo, I sent it to my daughter who loved it, and she asked for a picture of my daughter and her family, and she has it there, and she looks at my daughter and her family when she does her podcast. And mm-hmm. that's knowing your audience. It's appealing to a specific demographic. It could be, um, you, know, uh, you know, people who already believe in the Lord. If, you're, if you want to bring people to the Lord, then that would be a different demographic. So you would have to, you know, be more loving and kind in your, maybe your presentations and then bring them along that way instead of fire and brimstone with the presentation with people who are already there, if that explains what I'm talking about. Like my, um, my podcast, A Few Minutes with God, that podcast is, the, the goal of that was just for people to stop and listen to the Lord. If you did nothing else but listen to one podcast and you attained that gold and didn't listen to any more podcasts, I was fine with that. You know, so it that demographics could be the everyone, you know, um, category, but it was mostly going to be for, I would say, 30, you know, 30 year olds to maybe 50, 60, you know, 70 who need I mean I have older people in their 80s that listen to it but um it was that type of a thing where you're going to pause and every podcast ends in a prayer where I pray for the audience so you know again knowing who your audience is really helps with your message right and the other I mean the other the other plus side there is that if you're going to try to do a book proposal of any kind, you're going to have to know that audience anyway. Um, mm-hmm. If you if you are like, for instance, uh, when I go speak, my confirmation agreement has very specific, like who is my audience? Define their ages, define their income levels, define their education levels, define their spirituality levels, and a lot of times it's like young, like you said, young to old, all things, you know. But am I going to go speak to the homeless when I'm there, or? Am I going to speak to gals that just came out of prison or, you know, I mean, it helps a lot mm-hmm. to know who your audience is and it does, it takes your whole, it takes your whole process of thinking to a new level when you narrow it down and get real clear about who God has you talking to this time or every time I do this particular right. thing. Yeah. Right. Cause it's very and that different, was the, very different ways the of book, communicating. The book, one more child was specifically for millennials. You know, yeah. so it's just that it's that target. So it, you know, um, I have a book called um, A Few Minutes with God that I specifically wrote for my teens when I was homeschooling that I never thought I was going to put out there, but I have. So, you know, that was for a particular demographics of kids who are, you know, in high school, even though there's a younger girl in the book, it's mainly for high schoolers. So, yeah, that helps. I mean, and knowing your audience is going to help you as you're working on your project or your talk or your book proposal. Yeah, for sure. 
So let's talk next about conveying our messages um, because clear communication is just so critical. This, this one makes me laugh. I remember reading a book up that you could do an entire presentation in five minutes and then take 10 minutes in Q&A. And I'm sorry to say that I just found the book in my office library and proceeded to lose it before, before this <laughs> this uh, session, but it was really cute because it said something that I could identify when I spoke to that literary group. Um, it said, "Is your does your presentation start out like a star shooter where all guns are firing and you're passionate about your topic and then you look up at your audience and they're, they're you know, you, you've shot them all kind of a thing, you know, like they're sitting there in shock. <laughs> And that reminded me of going into all my social media with the elderly group, and they just looked at me like, you know, what what planet is she on? So I could see that, and I've been speaking long enough where I could make some really quick switches. And so I asked – I did an audience participation at that point. You know, how many of you have um, books that are historical? You know, how many of you are are nonfiction? How many – so that way it broke up the – fear of, oh my gosh, what is she talking about? But um, it's important, you know, to have step two before you can go to three. But one of the things that I've really learned is, well, I cannot do a presentation in five minutes. You probably could. It would be very dry and to the point and probably would sound very rude because you'd have to take out all of the, you know, wonderful flowery language we like to use. But, um, you really need to keep it focused. I'm one that will jump around if I don't have a clear outline or a bullet point number because one thing will lead to another, to another, to another. You know, so um, it, it's very important and to be as concise as you can with your message without being very boring. Right, and I'm thinking, you know, there's exceptions to the rule um, for everything. So I remember when I was first writing my first book and then getting media for that, and it was shocking to me that drive time radio in the morning wanted 90 seconds. They wanted me to be on the air at 5.30 in the morning for 90 seconds. What can you possibly say in 90 seconds? But actually, if you think about a commercial, um, a commercial can Mm -hmm. actually fit quite a lot into 30 or 60 seconds, 90 seconds for a big deal. And if I'd had to pay for those 90 seconds, it would have cost me a lot. So um, we can definitely learn how to uh, shrink down our messages uh, to the time. And the other thing we can do is the other way we can expand it. When I was in Africa speaking um, a couple of years ago, um, they would say, okay, now you are going to speak for 60 minutes and then we'll have lunch. And then they'd whisper in my ear and say, lunch is not ready. Can you talk some more? And about an hour later, they'd come back and say, lunch is not ready. Can you talk some more? And then about at five o'clock in the afternoon, they'd say, lunch is ready. (laughs) You know, the the ability to, to um, convey your message to, to your audience, either short or with more examples or with more scripture or you know, more audience interaction or whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. These are skills. These are skills that are, are learned along the way. And we can learn to be, you know, as, as concise or as broad as we get time for. But the, po- the point of it is to actually get something across that they, can, that they can own and use and take with them, not to just be rambling and wasting time filling right. air. Right, and that's, yeah. I just wrote the word ramble down. <laughs> Because you you don't you don't want to do that you don't want to no. just you know talk to fill in the airwaves and it's so funny you said the thirty to sixty because we do ad spots all the time on our podcast um, sometimes we'll get a sponsor who doesn't have something created and I it's very difficult for me to talk it in my podcast I mean I can um, it takes a lot of practice and I you know would probably need to go to some kind of acting school to really do it well, but it's easy for me to set it to music. I can do that super easily. Mm-hmm. So, you know, different people can do it different ways, but that's exactly what we look for 30 to 60 seconds. And you're right. It has, you know, five or six bullet pointed, you know, what's right. in it for, you know, the audience and then where to go to find out more. 
you know, so, when, yeah. You know, yeah, when you're saying, you know, what's in it for the audience, and that's actually kind of the secret to communication right there is to right. be focused on what they're going to get out of this, whatever it is. You know, when we go to church on Sunday morning and listen to our pastor speak, if he just stands up there and says things that are irrelevant to the rest of us, we, we wouldn't keep going. Um, we would find a church where we were getting messages that we could apply to our lives mm-hmm. because that, that's what we're supposed to go to. Every time we're communicating, you and I, when we're communicating, even off air, um, the goal is to think, you know, the other person has interests here. <laughs> how can we, you know, how can we as a team have a good communication? And you're not, when it's a one-on-one, you're not thinking like that. But when you're communicating with broadly, I mean, you have to actually literally think it out. Right, right. Uh, I did a, a several podcasts, and I had some very impactful stories that were actually things. It was on forgiveness, which is a really, you know, sometimes a difficult thing to talk about with some people because you got the, you know, especially some of the, like in my family, we're an Italian family, okay? And so a lot of times it's, oh, I can't forgive them for that kind of a thing, you know, like with the uh, older aunts and uncles. And it wasn't anything major, but it was, you know, like over which bakery was better in which borough in New York, you know, really, but they would argue about this stuff. And so I remember talking about it and writing out my outline and it ended up being two podcasts because it wasn't about me, what had happened to me that they weren't going to care about that, you know, and that sounds heartless, but people listen because they want to hear how can they go through the process of forgiveness in a way that is authentic and makes sense to them. So while I could share a tiny bit about my story, it where it fit, it was mostly, you know, here are the steps that I found helpful and see if any of these resonate with you. So, you know, rather than focus on, um, and like you said, you know, you, you hear people and it's all about them and all about their story and let me tell you, you know, what I've done, um, even with, um, for years when I read, I no longer run it, but I um, ran the Ultimate Homeschool um, Expo. I remember um, reading, like uh, speakers would give me their laundry list of their accomplishments. First of all, when I publicly speak, if somebody's rattling off this entire list of, you know, what Superwoman has done, because they're condensing your life, Marnie, in one little paragraph, Right. And I don't know if you're as uncomfortable as I am, but the minute I would get the microphone, I would say, I don't even know who they're talking about because that's not me. You know, let me tell you the real me. Because you hear these things and you're thinking, oh, I can't be anything like that person. So you've already closed off what they might say that could be helpful. Uh, So you want to, you know, think about other people, not that credentials aren't great and they give you Um, you know, some, like, why should I listen to you? (laughs) Well, because I've been writing books since, you know, 1992, um, started a publishing company, helped up, you know, I mean, I can go through all that, but if I'm going to give you, let's say I'm going to talk about writing and publishing, and I do have a languishing podcast out there that I need to add to, but it's it's right now it's last on the list. There's about eight podcasts up there. But if I'm going to teach you how to get published and all I'm going to do is talk to you about myself and what I did instead of giving you five suggestions to get your book into print, you know, which would you want to hear? You know, the woes of, you know, distribution woes and the difficulty in getting a writing contract or five things to get you started. So that's the secret sauce. If you want a presentation to be really good, one that people are going to talk about, podcasts that, you know, we create that people are going to share with others. Like we're so thrilled when you see people sharing or repinning a podcast, you know, Um, you know that, wow, whatever that was that we said is something they want to share with others or put put it on their board. So that's, you know, to me, one of the most important things is you know, what, what can you share with some, to someone else, um, for someone else, you know, and then if you do want to bring in your, your, you know, definitely bring in some of the things that, you know, that you did uh, that were, that would be helpful to them. 
Right. I love I love that example because if I hear the name of somebody and see their list of credentials, that is one level of interest that I might have. If I see their name, their credentials, and what they're going to teach me, that's a whole different level of engagement for me. Because now I know mm-hmm. they're not going to, like you say, stand up there and ramble about their life, even though that may be interesting. Um, you know, one of the things that we've learned in women's ministry in the last, especially 10 years, is that gals don't have time to go to women's fun things for just just because they're going to happen. It used to be Mm -hmm. that when you were involved in a church, you went to all of the women's things because that's what women did. And it's no longer like that. You actually have to prove some value. (laughs) Not Mm -hmm. that they weren't valuable, but now you have to prove value or they can't come because a lot of them are working moms or homeschooling or whatever. They're so busy. And uh, Mm -hmm. if, if this isn't going to directly meet a need in my life, I cannot take the time to come. And that's where we are with any kind of communication at this point. It's communication overload. And if what you're offering isn't actually solving a problem I have, a felt need that I have, unless I'm your daughter or unless I'm someone, you know, that just has a free <laughs> day, I'm not going to be there. You know, and that's just, right. that's just how it is. So I think that, that crystal clear communication that is listener or audience-based is so important to think about them, put yourself in their shoes. And I, I love I love that we get to, like for this program, you know, it does help. You're speaking on complete communi- Christian communication, and you are one. You, you're you in the trenches. You're doing it. And those kind of pieces of background really do help give credibility to whoever the presenter or author is. But at the same time, that shouldn't be what the whole program is about, unless it just happens to be a biography, and then you can do that. <laughs> right. But and the other thing too is you know some, somebody will look at what I'm doing and like for example a new podcaster will want a podcast and they'll tell me about three different shows. I had a young man who told me that um, and he was 17 and I asked him I said are you thinking of going to college and he said oh no no my dad's in real estate and I'm an entrepreneur which made more sense then why he would have so many different shows um, okay. and his numbers were good and his downloads were really good but um, you know. I could tell that he was already doing his most passionate, which is our, our next point. I guess I jumped to it. Um, okay, yeah, you know, yeah, but you know, he was going to his, he already was doing his most passionate topic. And this was something else because he wanted to foot in our network. So not that that still wouldn't have worked, but passion is important. And so like right now, my passion is for, you know, things that are going to help people get closer to the Lord, you know? And so, you know, I, business wise, I should be podcasting on my, um, you know, I think it's called uh, writing and podcast advice podcast business wise. I could sell more books. I have a writing and publishing book. I published a a book on, um, you know, business tips and taxes for writers and bloggers and authors and speakers. But my passion right now is for, you know, the One More Child podcast and also A Few Minutes with God because those have changed lives. Like my son's coach shared with me how much that podcast had helped him. And so I didn't even know he knew about it, you know. Right, and so, right. you know, it's things like that. So those are, are you know, the, the reasons you get up excited about what you're doing. You know, and Marnie, I know you're super excited about what you do and you get excited about your projects and it shows that passion comes through. When I take a new podcaster on, and I've been speaking to about that. So I'm talking about that. I've, I've had three, um, you know, kind of interview type things on um, the phone recently. When I, I talk to them, that's what I'm looking for. I'm listening for that pat- when they start that you can't help it. When you start talking, you know, uh, you just tell me a little bit about yourself, whatever, and you give me an email, and most of them have been really good, targeted with what they want to do. But when they start talking about what they could possibly podcast about, and you hear that excitement, and they're enthusiastic, and they're excited, and you know that's going to translate well. And so that is going to also translate well to your book, if you're passionate about that, or you know, your blog. Um, a lot of times blogs start out phenomenally. 
I remember in the day when they first started, uh, when they first came out, and people would talk about specific blogs and would read them all the time. And what happens is they become watered down, they hire other writers, and they've lost that passion that might have been there before. And, you know, when a blog gets that big, it's difficult to do it all yourself. So, you know, that's one of the things to, to keep, you know, in, in the back of your mind as you're, you know, proceeding on whatever that project is. You know, there are people who are passionate about weight loss and they want to help others feel healthy or, you know, um, or just even bringing people to the Lord. I have a friend who does street ministry. That's her thing. You know, my daughter was involved briefly in, in some of that, and she came home all excited, you know. And um, and so, you know, what is that passion? How is that going to translate? And how are you going to, um, you know, make it a success? Because on the other side of the coin is, you know, you, you gener- you're generating an income. Or it may just be a ministry, you know. Uh, for a long time, I always called media angels a ministry, until as my husband said it ate the house, <laughs> we ended up with stacks of books. And he said, "I thought this was a hobby." I'm like, "I know, honey, but you know." Um, but yeah, so you know, I mean, I call it an accidental, um, an accidental business. But um, you know, it it does translate, Marnie, into a successful product. I think when you have passion, and I think honestly, if you don't have passion. Uh, you really want to double check, uh, double check. Now, sometimes your passion is nervous energy. <laughs> it's like God's calling right. you to do this thing, making you shake in your boots. But yeah, you can't get it out of your head and you've got this mm-hmm. um, energy going toward it. Uh, I, I'm going to be going to the Philippines uh, to speak at a women's conference here soon. And, and um, when they got back to me, it was a four day women's conference and we were talking about uh, becoming and some of the things and then they got back to me and they said well we're gonna we're gonna call the the title of the conference we're gonna call it um, the role of women in the church and I read that and I sat back and I was like okay God uh, rethinking this whole thing <laughs> because I can't get excited about that I I personally you know, I personally don't see that, that there's much distinction. There's, you know, there's there's some distinction, but honestly, God uses women in the Bible to do everything. There's there's women mm-hmm. examples of everything. So right, I just right. don't. So what I did is I we prayed about it and sent them back a note and said, "Can you explain more what you're thinking about?" And they sent back and they they said uh, they said, "Well, we've got these women who want to help in the church, but they don't know what they can what they can do." So we just need you to empower them to just get involved and help. And I said, well, I can do that. That I can get passionate mm-hmm. about. But I can't get right. passionate about saying, you know, a, wo- a woman can't do this or can't do that because she's a woman. I, I could never go and do a conference on that. Somebody else maybe could, but I, I, I personally couldn't. And so you have to, even if, it's this, even if it's the best thing possible, you've been waiting for this opportunity, here it comes but you don't align with it, don't do it. Just just wait for the ones that God has for you and he will open the right doors for you to walk through. Let's talk about, go forward into a call to action. Um, this, is, this is the thing that really changes the outcome. Right. I would get up um, at conferences. I, I spoke at um, homeschool conferences for many, many years, probably like 10 years in a row. I spoke at... Um, at really large conferences. So I would get up and I would say, well, today we're going to be talking about teaching and having fun. And then like halfway through, these were big rooms and people would raise their hands and you really can't take questions because you can't hear them. Finally, somebody yelled out, do you have a book? (laughs) And I said, oh, yes. I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you. This is based on my book, Teaching Science and Having Fun. And everybody gave a sigh and put their pens down and could relax and listen. Because I was telling them about, you know, biology labs you can do on a shoestring budget and chemistry and, you know, and different things and why it was important and lab equipment and, you know, and they're just going, we can't write all this down. And so that was this huge mega note to to self. Uh Right. (laughs) The first first slide, because I'm not a self-promoter, Marnie. It's so against my nature. 
And so I had to have a slide that said, by the way, this presentation is based on this book. And if you're interested, I'm much better at it now because I've been doing it for 20-something years. You know what I mean? But um, beforehand, I just had the most difficult time self-promoting, and I had to wait till the audience asked me. And I'm there at a, at a conference to sell books, so it doesn't make any sense. Uh, so I have learned now that one of the things when I do a presentation, um, well, for example, a podcast, it's more of a sponsorship. So if there's a sponsor for a podcast, we mention that. If there is, um, you know, an audio that goes out, that's easy. We play that. Um, for for you, the audience listening, you want to ask yourself, where do I want to take the listener when I'm done with this presentation? I did this for this presentation. You know, I, I'm taking you to an email list. I'm taking you to a book purchase. Um, I'm going to say, connect with me on social media. My name is a very unusual name. You know, be my friend. I, I'm happy to friend you on Facebook um, or on Instagram or on Twitter. So, you know, and then also remember this, and this was something that helped me, and that is you can make a difference in people's lives by association, so invite them. Um, people will tell me, uh, you know, I've listened to you, uh, for example, somebody that, that I work with currently, Merit, who's probably listening to this podcast, and, and she has known me for, from when I used to have a show, it's actually still on Blog Talk Radio on writing and publishing. You know, and so you forget what you, you know, for me, because I've done this so long, Marnie, I don't know about you, but you forget sometimes the things that you've done. And um, I had a client who found me from that podcast. And he was, in, my, in the email he sent me, he was quoting me. And I, you know, I looked at it and I started smiling and said, wow, this guy really listened and he took notes. And so you want to be able to give people a way to find you. And that podcast is four or five years ago, I stopped podcasting on that podcast. And it's still available and it still has a call to action. So people can still find me. So um, I'm not one to put my phone number out there, um, but there are people who do. I have to warn people about that. Even some of our sponsors, I've said, you do not want to give people an 800 number. Um, one of the, the podcasts, we actually had to go in and edit it out because they got so many calls. So you, you, know, you are available to people. There is a call to action. And um, I'm, <laughs> I don't have to worry about being sales pitchy <laughs> because, again, it's not my nature. I had to on the notes that I have here for this, I had to put it in big writing, you know, <laughs> number one, remind them to sign up. And number two, <laughs> you know, um, right, so, right. so those are things that you don't want to hear something that, you know, people say, well, I have five very important things to tell you. And I can only share one with you because we don't have enough time, but you, if you buy my book, you'll get this. And if you buy my book, you'll get that. And, you know, and then they give me some, information like you know write your name on your book title you know I mean like I'm being facetious but I mean something that you would know and um, and then you're thinking that's not value driven all they want me to do is buy their book so you want a call to action but you also want to be like you know we've been talking about um, and Marnie you do so well any of your um, your programs are, I would say, you know, 110% you give. And they're so wonderful. And, um, you know, I've gone through some of them myself. I've made a note for some others that I want to get. So, you know, um, super, super good uh, to be able to continue to educate yourself and know more, not so much, oh, this is the right way to do it, but a way that will elicit a response. Yeah. Well, and I think it's like, it's like the person um, who's going to church, going to church, going to church, and there's never a call to um, accept Christ. Except they the Lord. Just, right. Yeah. Right. It's just this assumption that the person knows already or that um, maybe maybe um, we don't want to do this because people get sick of hearing it. But for the person who hasn't yet 
understood the plan of salvation, it's important for us to keep um, putting that out there. And honestly, you guys, people can't read your mind. They cannot know what you've got unless you tell them. And when I'm working with the Christian speakers from womenspeakers.com, this self-promotion piece is huge. It just trips up a lot of gals because it feels none of us really enjoy it. In fact, there probably are people who enjoy it, but very few. I think most of us that are walking with Christ recognize that we aren't really here to promote ourselves. We're here to promote Christ. And so it's very mm-hmm. difficult for us to do these things, these calls to action, these, here's my book, these, you know, um, reach out, pick me, pick me, you know. And the, the bottom line, though, is that God has put this content in the way that you personally, Felice, or you listener, there's nobody else that can tell the story or that can tell, tell this piece of information the same way you can. Nobody else can. You're it. And so if you don't share it, if you aren't willing to say, I've got this piece, if you need it, here I am, then you're really hiding, you know, you're hiding your light under a bush. You really are. And it's, Jesus wants us to be willing to do the next thing. And that's not saying that everybody's promotional systems is going to be the same, are going to be the same. And in fact, like I said earlier, the promotion personality, the publicity personality shows very clearly that we're all really different in how we're going to approach this. There won't be two of those mm-hmm. that are exactly the same. <laughs> you know, it, right. people have such different varied ways. And we're meeting the needs of a large group of people, one person at a time, but as a whole group meeting all the needs out there, which is, which is really crazy and takes a big God. Absolutely. And that's kind of the last, the last one we have here. And then I have a couple of questions for you, but um, how to have faith and more. This, this uh, resting into the reality that God created Felice as the only Felice, Marnie as the only Marnie, and you as the only you. This, this is it. There's only one you in, in the entire history of the world. And God created you a specific way because he has a specific work for you to do. And if you're a communicator, he has chosen you to share words in some fashion or even even actually you know even if you're interpreting for the deaf it's all it's all words even though maybe you're not speaking them um you're singing them or you're uh, signing them or writing them or whatever you're doing acting them out it's words god is jesus is the word he's the life the truth the way but he is the word and he lives in us flowing that through us is how he works in the world today and it is such a great honor and blessing to be part of this, but it also can feel intimidating. It, it can. And, you know, that's the story behind my book is it actually took me five years to put it into print. So uh-huh. it was, you know, I had to go through some things and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I, and I even mentioned it in the book that, you know, I was not obedient to the Lord, but there had to be some things in place before that. There had to be certain pieces that I didn't know were missing. And so, you know, we can say, you you know, you can say no, you know, if you really feel like it's not supposed to. And and I guess to complete my thought, if you think it's not supposed to be out there and pray, and that's why you go to friends, you go to people who, you know, might be able to help you, um, you know, see some clarity. But if it's God's will, it will happen. (laughs) And, you know, yes, there, there are going to be obstacles, but I have to tell you, any time I wanted to work on a different project, and you know me, Marnie, I have, you know, 345 <laughs> sitting there, but any time I wanted to pick up something else that was going to be the road of least resistance, he kept bringing me back to this and back to this. And every time I picked it up, there would be some kind of, like, amazing thing that happened. You know, um, not that, you know, you look, uh, I'm one who really avoids the whole, um, you know, the prayer of Jabez is a good prayer, and, and but I'm like one that like totally avoids that whole thing. You know, blessings don't necessarily come when you're doing, but like just today, I got a two-week mega sponsorship that they've been thinking about, thinking about, thinking about. Um, a week, two weeks came up, another sponsor moved back, and, you know, today, they said, yes, we're ready to go. Yeah. And I'm coming on and talking a little bit about the book. <laughs> so it's yeah, like the Lord right. keeps, you know, kind of like patting me on the head. And, and, um, <laughs> and, and like I said, if it, if it is his will, just try not to do it. 
you know, and and it still manages to happen. So he's, he has plans. He has plans for specific projects, and I just really, and I know you do too, Marnie, is just really go into prayer and seek his will. Sometimes, again, it's hard to discern. So you go to a spiritual advisor, you go to you know, your pastor, you go to, you know, a prayer warrior, and you pray with them and then discern. I, and if you don't, like, that's one of the gifts to really work on, and that's one of the gifts that the Lord will happily give you. He'll give you discernment. But you just have to, um, you know, be open. You know, that goes back to the listening um, and it's hard for me. I'm a talker. <laughs> you know, oh, my gosh, be quiet. <laughs> That's hard one, Lord. But, um, but yeah, if I can do it, I know that, that you guys can as well. Mm-hmm. And there's so much so much joy in, in spending time with Jesus and just getting that confirmation. Yes, this is where I'm supposed to go. The other thing that happens with me is if it's really God um, calling me to do something, it won't go away. No matter how much I forget about it or how much I mm-hmm. just even dig my heels in or whatever. Amen to that, right? <laughs> and then he starts opening doors, which is a great segue for us to introduce. Um, you have been working on a, a conference that I'm super excited about for next year. It's called um, the Ultimate. What is what is it? Ultimate Christian Communicator. It, it, it's the ultimate. Um, oh my gosh, I'm going to forget too. I know. Okay, here's where we want you to go. We want you to go to Ultimate Christian Podcast Network and click on the Ultimate Conference, and you'll find it there. We we have played around with names and changed names so many times, um, and really, Ultimate seems to be a tagline that that is used at, at this point, Marnie. I'm like so so beyond. You guys were real. We forget things, and uh, so you know, yeah, I don't have my computer up, or I would I would share that with you. So yes, you can do this too. Um, okay, but so, what the yeah. who the conference is for is for complete Christian communicators. Which and what we're thinking about with that is anybody who is a an author, a speaker, a podcaster, a blogger, um, a journalist, or reporter. People who are are teaching. People who are communicating with other people in multiple roles in, in probably more than one way. Although if you just have one, you're welcome to. But this is going to be a conference that's going to be held in Florida next year. And if you go to ultimatechristianpodcastnetwork.com, and then you can find the conference link there. And you can just get your name on the mailing list to get updates so that you can um, find out, like, when it's going to be, where it's going to be. And these details are still being figured out. But I'm super excited about this. And it was kind of fun for me to watch, Felice, how, you know, you had this idea and then you started toward it. And then every time I talk to you since then, it's like, you're not going to believe what God's doing now. And God is really, um, when he asks us to do something, he really does get highly involved with the, with the walking out of it. Well, there were some specific things that I needed. And one was someone who had um, that type of an audience, which is you. And, you know, and, and spoiler alert, Marnie is our keynote. I'm so excited that she's agreed to keynote for us. And we have some really special ideas as well. Um, Meredith Curtis is a good friend of mine from Florida. She is going to be hosting something special, which we're not going to share right now. But I also had another missing piece. And I'm an idea person. Um, I can do things. You, I also work within my strengths. I've learned that while I can do everything and I can even, you know, do HTML on emails, that's not a good use of my time. Mm-hmm. So I prayed to the Lord that he needed to send me someone organized who could be an assistant and would be able to go with the flow. And he sent me someone who has experience in um, setting up conferences and she is a yeah. delight and that's, that's merit. And, um, and she, I met her by quote unquote, accident and apparently we've been Facebook friends for I don't even remember how many years and I had never really met her she said yeah I'm one of the because she was a homeschool mom she said I'm one of those that just kind of stands stays in the background but she's phenomenal and I couldn't do it with without knowing that I have her as well so 
you know, Marnie's great support, and we're going to be sharing more about that and um, having Marnie over on my podcast as well uh, to share that information as we get closer. And um, so, yeah, yeah, just excited about it and a little scared, <laughs> but um, but he will provide, and he has been, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a blessing. Well, what's so cool is that, you know, he had put that, he had put that same desire in my heart, but then said, you can't do a thing about it. You're just going to have to sit here and wait. And then so for you to, for you to say that God was putting this in your heart, it just made, you know, you guys, whatever God has given you as a dream or a vision, just trust that he's going to do it, that someday in some way he's going to do it. And even if you don't see the full fruition until you're in heaven, who really cares? I mean, as long as he put it in your heart to be excited and delighted about coming forward, the timing is not that big of a deal. He's got the timing. I always think of, of uh, Joseph. Hey, man, that kid spent 10 years in prison. Um, you know, and you just think, wow, how did he keep his faith? But he did because on the day that it mattered, on the day that they pulled him out of that prison and put him in front of the king, he was fully on board with God's vision for his life. And he had just said, oh, this isn't about me at all. This is about God. Yeah, sure, I can help you. But, it, you know, just know it's not me. It's God. And as long as that's where we are, then no matter what he's calling us to, uh, we can have the confidence to just walk forward, not being able to see anything until he brings it into our perspective, our peripheral. It was so funny. My sister and I got together this morning, Felice, and one of the, one of the quotes I wrote down while we were talking is from a book she was reading and it went like this. It is comforting to have the probability of choices. You know, it is comforting to know what's coming in the future. It is comforting to feel like we're in control. But when we're walking with God, a lot of times we don't have that luxury. We just have to walk on and know that somehow, some way he's going to take care of us, take care of it. Wow. This hour has to yeah. go by up but of course. Do you have a closing thought? Yeah. <laughs> I do, and and that is um, being under the Lord's will is like a blanket of protection. It's mm. He's not going to put us out there and then feed us to the wolves, you know. Um, and so, so just remember that. Remember that if you have a project you want to do or something that you think is insurmountable, if he wills it, it will happen. And he will bring you those people. I mean, he knew, he knows my weaknesses. And, um, you know, and, and so what a blessing. It's just, it's, it's such a, a joy to work for such a wonderful God um, as we have. And, uh, and that's, that's what I want to leave you with. Oh, well, that is so awesome. Okay. So you guys want to go over to ultimate Christian podcast network.com. And if you are a communicator and you want to get updates about that upcoming conference, just go ahead and register for that. Otherwise mediaangels.com is where you can find Felice, all of her, um, all of her published works, as well as, as those that she supports her new book, which is one more child is available at mediaangels.com or at Amazon. And Felice, thank you so much again for being here. God bless, Marnie. Thank you. Okay, look forward to talking to you again soon. And thank you guys for being here. It's such a delight to have you with us every Wednesday afternoon for um, Perspective Transformation. And I'm looking forward to what God is doing. He's still kind of shifting us around and making this uh, this new format work. Thanks for those of you who just come faithfully and listen. I just love having you with us. And I I am personally myself so curious. God's going to do next because he just keeps on moving me around and showing me what to do. And I know that he's doing that for you too. One of the phrases that I really love is that God pays for whatever he orders, whatever he orders, he pays for it. And he pays for it with money, but he also pays for it with time, with the help that you need. Just like police was just saying to us, he is the one that is responsible for the outcome of the things that he puts in our hearts to do. And as long as we keep that in mind, and we enjoy our time on the journey as well as the results. Thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you next time at Perspective Transformations.